Hello and welcome to the BJJ Camps podcast. I'm here today with Rich Golland after visiting Sheffield to do a guard retention seminar. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm alright. I know you are. We've just spent the evening together. Um, not in that way. I was going to say, you say that. Careful you say it. Uh, no, really good seminar. Really enjoyed it down at Sheffield MMA. Sandball, fantastic. Some good bits. Love the fact that always always learning, always something that you can add to your game, even though when you're getting up to higher belts. Well, that's it. What we did in the guard retention stuff is really, really fucking simple. Yeah. But shit you never learn when you're a white belt. Well, kind of shit you don't want to learn when you're a white belt because it seems a bit boring and why am I doing this? Yeah. And yeah, then as you is. get more advanced you're like fuck why didn't I learn that yeah well that was it that was why I started doing it was just I'd figured that every gym that I've ever been to and ever, ever trained at you always kind of learn how to guard pass how to sweep how to attack but not the in-between bit of what to do when shit goes wrong yeah when you get in your guard pass when you're no longer attacking off your back and defending yeah you know how to react then um like I said, sort of been around and spoken to many people about it, and none of them have ever learnt it. No. So I thought I have to. The, the only stuff I've ever looked at was a closed guard retention system where it's basically lifting your hips. Mm. It's when somebody's trying to pass your guard when they're on the knees. Yeah. As soon as they stand up, it's fucked. Yeah, and like I say, it, it's just lifting your hips, moving to the side, getting outside of their centre line so you can sweep or attack or pull them down with the bit with the similar with the posting arm as well yeah grabbing them pulling them dumping yeah. them to the floor well that's it i think a lot of people look at a, a frame specifically with your arms as something that's static no i you grab it you push it up and you keep them there until we do whatever you're going to do to recover your guard but it's got to be it's got to be dynamic. It's got to be used to push them away and then as soon as they get comfortable there pull them back and just yeah. constantly keep them off balance and well, it's part of the grip phase, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but also, it's, it is quite a dynamic motion, as in you can push them to pull them or pull them to push them and yeah. set up sweeps, set up... It, it's pretty much the worst thing that you can let somebody do is get older. you. Yeah. Like I've had to... In not having the fucking grips I actually want all the time, I've had to take what I can get and use it to then create a kazushi and make that more upsetting than the grip itself. Yeah. I yeah. have to, because that's what I've had to do is just grab anything I can grab. Yeah. And then make it so upsetting that the balance is absolutely fucked and then I can manage to get my technique. Yeah. Well, I've been showing some of my bigger lads. I've got one guy at the minute. He's like, he's probably about 5, 10 and 20 stone, but... He's like a fucking turtle when he's stuck on his bike. And if you turn the tortoise upside down, he's like, he can't move. Yeah. But it can grab hold, it can sit up and it can technical stand up. And if you've got 20 stone pushing at your fucking collarbone, you're gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to enjoy that. Either. Yeah. And he's, um, it's he's going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah. So I've just been teaching people to back out to come back in as mm. well, which is, yeah. It's essentially what that is. Yeah. yeah. Just push him away. Tell Con him control off. the distance. Yeah. Yeah. And then re-enter whenever you want. Yeah. I say I think when I've done the sort of six, six, seven months touring around with just this seminar, 
I'll do a camp at the end of it with all the attacks I've come up with off it. Yeah. Because it's, it's different and I, think... I, I sort of sit there and I'll attack because I'm still practicing it all myself and managing to get it to work but I'm getting it to work to a point now where I'm that comfortable with it I can just play on my re-entry into my guard. But it, it's the best way to actually learn something is to teach it to people break it down into language so you know what you're doing and yeah. then come back to it and look at it again yourself and you're like fucking hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So te- the, I hated the fact of teaching when I was a younger belt, like a lesser belt. And then as soon as I got my black, it was like, fuck, right, I'm going to start teaching more. But then it was pretty much like starting again. It's it like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, Breaking stuff down into words to tell it to somebody else. You seem to realize why you're doing what you're doing. I think, because uh, did you start teaching at Blue Belt like I did? No, not really. I've been under people up until, oh God. Yeah, up until Black, I was under uh, Steve Worsley and a couple of others. But I'd take the odd class, but I wasn't really teaching much. Yes, because of, of where I am, there was fucking nothing. There was literally yeah. nothing around us. So we just set up as a small group and I just happened to fall upon the role of teaching. Probably because yeah. I taught swimming in, in my youth. I was comfortable yeah. teaching. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look back at some of the stuff I taught as a lower belt one. <laughs> Sorry, I wasted your fucking time there. That well, shit. I used to teach a bit of Thai and things like that as well. So I've always been interested in teaching, but I've always found that teaching in itself, you need to be taught how to teach. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be a shit coach. Yeah. I've had some shit coaches over time. Don't explain things. Don't. And then get angry at you because you don't understand what they're trying to teach you. Yeah. You're like, what's your fucking problem here? Teaching itself is not everybody's got a talent for it. No. You have to, you have to learn. And, and I tend to, I, I try and look at it as, you know, I might have a room full of 30 people, so I might have to explain the same thing in 30 different ways for them all to understand it. Yeah. And that's essentially what I'll do. I'll teach, I'll do my group where everybody sort of stands around and watches the technique. I teach that, maybe mention five, or every time I do it, I'll reword it ever so slightly differently to try yeah. and engage different people. And if I'm still going around and people haven't got it, then I'd do that again. I just reword things. Use different metaphors is quite a good one. I've come up with so many cliches since I've started teaching. Like what metaphors for stuff? Yeah, and just like <laughs> general, yeah. Like oh, I'm trying to think of some now. Thinking I'm, thinking that people care and caring what people think. Stuff like that, yeah. you know, like nobody cares. No. Nobody fucking cares about your jujitsu journey other than you and your mum get used to that yeah my mum doesn't even know what i'm fucking doing <laughs> it's been fucking 20 years of rolling around with men in pajamas and she ain't got a fucking clue she's Look, never she's never seen me she saw a couple of videos when i were doing thai um but she's never she doesn't know what mexican ground karate is <laughs> <laughs> she's still one of them who will do like Karate chop mo- yeah, mo- motions with your hands. How's the gym? Whoa. And you're like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Buy your pair of nunchucks for Christmas, that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> Bruce Lee jumper. See, I keep, I keep getting adverts for Bruce Lee, uh, you know, like the game of death tracksuit thing. Yeah. That, that, um, what's the face war in Kill Bill? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's popping up all over the spot now. I don't know what it is. I think you should get one. Tight Lycra. 
Tight lycra. Tight lycra. Camel's. Y- yellow and black. Camel's toe. Or what do they call it? Moose's knuckle. Moose, moose's knuckle. Is that what it is for a bloke? Yeah, when it's a bit bigger on one side. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd only be a little bit bigger, that's for sure. It's, uh... I've only got an inch, but it smells like a foot. I <laughs> 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 uh, lost all my train of thought. What were we had about teaching? Yeah. Okay, I mean, how many seminars or, or sort of stuff? Things have you been to with other people that are like they just they might have been a fantastic competitor, but they just can't teach. Well, it's really weird because I've found that whenever I've been under somebody regular, like two or three times a week, I kind of become desensitized to their teaching technique. Yeah. Whereas when I am taught by somebody for one class, like I mentioned Romulo Burrell and stuff with the yeah, yeah. Uh, the. Leg lasso, yeah, yeah, Lasso guard earlier. Did one seminar on that, but it really changed a lot of what I was doing because I was used to open guard. And I think that's why Ben, because I don't train with Ben all the time, but when I do train with him, we look at specific things and I always remember that one-off thing. It's a bit like, I compared it the other day to somebody like, when you go to a nightclub all the time, week after week, week after week, and you've done it for a year or something. Yeah. Back in when I was in my twenties, like it's all just blurred into one night now. Or you went to pub regularly for ten years on trot. Yeah. It's just one night in that pub now. You don't don't remember There's specific no sort of nights. Yeah. Between it. So yeah. It's a bit. It's the mean. same. Same with teaching or being taught, I should say. So you, it's nice to go other places, go to other gyms, experience yeah. other people's teaching methods, techniques, yeah. role with other people. I think that the, the best thing you can do is make just keep everything as simple as you can. Yeah. You could teach... What's this cat doing? That's not a cat. No, it's evil looking. You having a shit, mate? Go on. Yeah. Honestly, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a picture of it on my Instagram because that, that's just funny. It's terrifying. Jumped on my head at three in the morning. Lorenzo, if you're listening to that, it's your bald pussy jumping around. Um, (laughs) no I think um, things have to be taught in a way that's that you can apply the system to your own style I think if I just go right we're going to do leg lasso these are the five techniques that you're going to do and you're just going to do them over and over and over it doesn't work because some people will never do it or can't get into that position well what I've started doing now the guys I'm teaching at the minute I'd like to say that they're quite lucky to have me, which is a bit sounds a little bit big-headed, but because we're a small group, I can... We might only have, like, five or six people turn up to some classes. Yeah. But I can, like, pick somebody in specifically and start teaching stuff that works for them. Yeah. And so, like, they're getting almost a one-to-one and everyone else is, like, joining in on what they're learning because they're not that good at what they're doing. So, like, the big guy I was on about Matt. I've been teaching him... He's got this, like, I taught him a half guard pass coming through, not quite a knee slice, because how big he is, he just, your legs just burst open when he's on it. Yeah. And he gets past side control, and he does a bit like that, um, what do they call it now, the mother's milk kind of, you know, the Kesigatame scarf fold, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. a broken scarf fold, it's just a scarf, but it feels like he's going to pull your fucking head clean out your neck. You, you leap gym like 
an inch taller because he's like just higher up because it's just been extended yeah. yeah so specifically the other day i was like well you get to that position but let's have a look at just attacking far arm for a little bit and we had a look at some different americana and attacks on that far arm and then the what's it called when it's straight I've, straight arm lock yeah a straight arm lock yeah, yeah. i don't have fancy names <laughs> for anything but just attacking, showing to attack the back of the tricep with the fist and things like that, rather than... Um, but yeah, just horrible, painful shit. Yeah. Not like fancy... It yeah. not have to be. No, just want it to hurt. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, last time I, I rolled with someone where it just... Everything hurt was, was Gawthorpe out in Tenerife. Right. And I'm it, really looking forward to that seminar. I've never rolled with him. Have you not? No. It's, uh, I'm hoping he takes it easy on me because I'm old now, but it's, it's I don't think he will. It's just an experience. It's just weird because he's like, I'd, I'd, he's probably about 72, 73 kilo yeah. in his 60s, constantly smiling. And then you roll with him and just, he's like a robot. I see, I was, I've been drilling it this week actually, whilst, whilst I've been training. Um, just, he, he caught me with, he basically mounted me but stayed really low, hooked the, like hooking the firearm like you would inside control to attack Kamoras and stuff like that. Okay. But for a mount. And then he flipped back to knee on belly, keeping the firearm, stepped his other leg over my head, and I went, oh, well, this is all right. I'll just sit up. And he's like encouraging me to sit up, and I sat up, and I went, oh, no, he's still got my arm trapped here. I know, I'll just roll out of it. That's, there's and nothing he's encouraged worse. me to roll. And all the time, my arm's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. I'm going, I've never even seen this attack from this angle before. It's so bad when she... Because I've found myself... I do this to people now as well. It used to happen to me all the time where you'd think, I've got past this guard. Oh, I'm going to be able to do so. Oh, no, no, he's led me into a little fucking cul-de-sac and shot me in the back of head. Yeah. But... I find myself doing that to people, but even when you get more advanced, when somebody does that to you now, it's almost like enjoyable. Oh, you've got to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, fuck it, that's amazing. I, I love it when I, you sort of see just as it's happening that somebody's trapped you with something. Yeah. I have a giggle to myself. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. It's like when somebody tries to attack wrist locks on me. I can't help but laugh. <laughs> I can't help but laugh just because it, it's, it's like naughty. It's like it's something your mum would tell you off for. Yeah. I find, I find myself all the time doing it on white belts still, like guys who've just started. Just I'm like, you're not allowed to do these to a blue belt, but you need to experience it now, just <laughs> just in case. I'll just put it on slowly. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, you're allowed to do them. Don't worry about it. Just don't do it in a competition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've always encouraged everything that you're not meant to. It's like, if you want to do knee, do knee, but just don't put shit on like a dickhead. Well, and just, if you are a dickhead, go and fucking train elsewhere because yeah. I'm not interested. I've just sort if, of implemented at my spot at the minute is uh, none of them are allowed, nobody below brown belt is allowed to heel hook in a competition. And our roles pretty much sort of watching from the sidelines, they'd end up going start, leg lock, heel hook, yeah. stop, start. Like, and it, would, it just But became, it's not even fucking jujitsu. It, it just became very one dimensional to watch. So I've just said, right. Use your leg entries, get to your heel hook position, yeah, and just let go of it, yeah, and carry on and see what else is occurring. You need to be guard passing, and, and like, to, I remember when I started, like, no one, no one did foot locks, 
And I can remember in Brazil, you'd get shoes thrown at you on mats if like you were try even trying yeah. to do footlocks. It was like dirty little bastard. And then it just got massive. And it it sounds like I'm a little bit like, oh, I'm not going to fucking learn leg lock. I've learned a lot of leg lock defense and how to get out of them. Yeah. But I'm not that interested in fucking, fucking my mate's knee up for the next fucking three no. months. Well, I was, I say, back in my sort of colored belt days, I was just handy with a straight footlock. Yeah. It was because my strangles were shit, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's quite funny because one of my blue belts, Connor, He's developing a really good guard at the minute. And I've found myself, when we're rolling, just sitting back and just straight footlocking him a few times. And he's like, thought you didn't do straight footlocks. Thought you didn't do it. Just like, well, you know. Yeah. It's in the arsenal somewhere. I just need to get my kill-death ratio up a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's it. I started learning them back, say back when it was almost frowned upon. Yeah. it was, You'd literally have people that, that are like... Oh, I can't believe oh, you fucking dirty bastard going for that. Like, well, yeah, but it, it was just a straight footlock. Yeah. I didn't know anything about heel hooks until after um, I fought in some in Pantheon and the lad I were fighting were just entering heel hooks over and over and over. And I could escape them, but I couldn't get out of the positions because I'd never even fucking looked at them. I think if you'd never been taught <clears throat> them that much or knew what they were, I don't think you'd be that scared of them. No. I think it's only once you've looked at them and you've realised the damage they can do and everything else that you become quite tentative when somebody gets hold of one yeah. to actually shit your pants enough that everything around your knee and your foot tightens up so your escape becomes slightly fucked in itself. Yeah. Whereas if you were just fluid and flowing and, oh, he's got my heel, it doesn't really fucking matter, I'm just going to roll out. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I'm quite lucky. I'm quite flexible in my knees and my yeah. ankles, so I can, I've always been Oh, that'll to pass. Just... <laughs> yeah, I, I've always been able to just sit in them yeah. and just see what happens. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I've sort of, I, I just saw things happening at, at my spot where people are not becoming one dimensional, but focusing too much on one thing. Yeah. And then not passing the guard, not getting to mount, never attacking arm locks, strangles, stuff like that. Oh. All the sort of fundamental stuff. So the... I've said, use all your leg entries. Get to the position and then let go of it and see how they escape, see how you can then chase them and get the front headlock, take the back from it and things like that, just so that they're not ending up rolling like full sparring and only doing one thing. But how can you never experience the joy of choking the fuck out of someone and when it sits in really deep and drops in either side of the neck and you're just yeah. like, oh, it's like heaven like the bliss of getting that perfect gripping yeah it's a bit like smoking crack or something you're always chasing that first high first again. time you ever yeah. do it yeah all over and over again yeah i'll get it if i just do a bit more and then you're in yeah. hospital getting your fucking ivories <laughs> thrown at you yeah no I, I my favorite thing is a strangle that's not quite on a hundred percent but there's no way in hell they're going to escape it so they try and escape it and they try and after about 10 seconds, you can just look over and just see him slowly turning <laughs> blue. <laughs> and you can just grin at them while you're doing it because you just know that they're not getting out and yeah. it's there. But it's slow, so you better something they can escape. Yeah. I tend to find the only time I, the only times I've ever passed out in training or in a competition is when I think I can escape somewhere. My favourite has still got to be the brabber grip and the baseball choke from it. Just... With uh, 
that's passing the lapel up around the back, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So you pass the grip, takes all the shoulder out. You can just wait around there for ages. Stick that other hand in and spin under from wherever and just fucking pull. I know, but you literally hit the baseball bat choke from any fucking position you want. Yeah. Pull pull the head clean off. If in doubt, baseball bat choke. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the most underused strangles in jiu-jitsu. It's very sacrificial, though. Oh, yeah. But that one that I taught when I did the the charity seminar at your place where instead of going to the right, you go to the left. You swap your grip round. Yeah. yeah. So you end up on the back with, you can go for the underhook and get on the back rather than them being on your back. Yeah. But I still go the wrong side a lot of the time because that's just the one I've drilled over and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feels weird to go the other way, even though it makes more sense. Yeah, well... Like we said, when we were chatting last night, and I said uh, I'd seen somebody just seen a video on Instagram or something of somebody attacking it from inside a closed guard, and they got you to do it to me. I'm like, fuck me. Every, everyone needs to do this. It's proper mugging somebody off that, though. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you like stand up to your, like stand up so you're still flat on your back, but then like you've got your guard raised, yeah. and then you just. Because it doesn't feel like you're actually making the grips. No. It just feels like I'm posting next to your head and you're going to have some... And then, wham, straight round. Fuck, yeah. No, that would be the sort of thing that you'd like... You'd see somebody here in a competition down like fucking 20 points to nothing and just throws it on as a Hail Mary and wins it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It is... Just, the baseball back grip is very, very un- underutilised. Yeah. If I had two arms, I'd be fucking all over it. <laughs> I would be, I'd be all over it because it's just, it's just. I remember seeing how disappointed you were when I taught it at that charity. Thing. You're like, I want to fucking do this, yeah. you bastard. I'm forever doing it. I'm rolling with people and I sort of get to a position where, I, oh, if I had two arms now, I would fuck you up. But I'm, I don't, I'm so. sure we'll have a look at it and there must be some way of making it. The issue isn't, the issue isn't the grip. The issue is my lack of an elbow. So creating any rotation ah, okay. overstrains my shoulder. So it just dislocate. Why don't we just break your arm? <laughs> because if I break my arm and put the elbow in place, they tried to do that when I was younger, you know, they tried to, they opened my arm up, looked, went to look in it. I'm like, right, well, we could potentially take your big toe to try and make an elbow joint or something like this. Like, right. I was fucking three, four months old. I'm sort of going off what... Bit too young to have a big penis attached then. Well, yeah. <laughs> Didn't stop them though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they looked at it and then stitched it back up and just went, nah, it's not it's not feasible. But now looking back, I'm sort of, I'm quite fucking pleased they didn't do it because yeah. if I had an elbow now, I'd be susceptible to arm locks, Kimuras on that side. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. So for the, the sacrificial side of it, like, you know, I can't get a lot of cross-collar chokes and baseball bat chokes and things like that. But swings and roundabouts. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember when one of the first times we met when I came to one of the camps and we rolled and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to try attacking his other arm. And I just couldn't get anything on it. No. Like, I'm wasting my fucking time. Well, that's it. There is... And everybody else was like laughing, going, why are, you, why are you attacking that arm? I'm like, it's fucking fair game. We rolled, this yeah. fucking guy's good. Just see what happens. Yeah, I'm not like, not. I'm, I want to experience this and it's a new thing yeah, to try and, yeah, fuck it. I've got, yeah, I've got no qualms, me. No, I, I, to be fair, I often grin when people do it because it just shows me you've got a little bit of bollocks about you. Yeah. To just go, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Right. If it's going to hurt him, I'm going to do it. Because yeah. I can guarantee if I give him fucking one inch, 
I'm getting triangle, I'm getting my arm bent up my bike, I'm getting my fucking straight arm fucking cupcake lock or whatever. <laughs> what do they call that one on the... Which one? Where it's at the side of your head and you fucking oh, bend um, the straight... I just call it an arm crush. Right, yeah. Like of, a tricep crush, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other names for it. Because um, I find myself getting... You know, going for the baseball grips as well and leaving the... I found myself quite... Getting caught in those. Yeah, yeah. especially by you. Uh, I think Ross Nichols calls it a violin armbar. Violin arm. Oh, yeah, because you're holding it a bit like... I don't fucking... I've never played a violin. It's just an arm crush. I'm grabbing your arm. I'm trying I to crush it. I think it's more of a cello than a violin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that up with him. We'll take that up with him. Rename it. I don't, know. I don't know half of the names for stuff. I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I don't. Like, people say, can you do... And like, oh, right. Oh, no, that's that. Like, last night we were talking about passes. The fuck's a smash pass? I've no idea. Oh, you mean pushing yeah. his legs to the fucking side and kneeling on him? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I've always sort of. That's why I said to you, so right, what do you, what do you refer to as a smash pass? Because I can think of five separate passes that are classed as a smash pass. Yeah. Or that other people have called a smash pass. But it's what name do you give? It's, I kind of like the Tenth Planet system when they started renaming everything, and it works within your. Um, group. Yeah, within your group. So it's a good thing to do, but then you come up against somebody else and it's like you're speaking another fucking language. No, so. I, just, I just give things... If, if I've got to do your arm and I'm squeezing it, it's an arm crush. Yeah. If I'm pulling it back and locking it, it's an arm lock. I don't care what yeah. position we're in. And I've an always found like... I find myself doing it with some things though, like... Kesagatami and stuff like that, but using the Japanese names for stuff. Yeah, so it's a little bit pretentious, sort of, but that's what it's actually called. Yeah, but if you've been around judo and those names are sort of... It's a, it's a bit different when the, those names have been used for fucking hundreds of years. And it kind of proves you're listening as well. Yeah, and, and the simple fact is, is... But I can't remember some students' names, never mind what fucking locks are called oh, and was, moves are called. And I was talking to Adam, uh, one of my black belts the other day, he was like, oh, we should look at this Matrix guard, I might... Like, I've, what is fucking Keanu Reeves coming in? I, I fucking, <laughs> what is this? So it's, it's coming and we've looked at it and then I've sort of... What is it? And uh, it just... It's essentially, you drop... If you, if and you it Delaheva to back take or something like that? If you were to start in X guard... Yeah. You'd pull your leg, you'd pull your front leg out and throw it around the hip on the leg that you've got sort of near your head. So you're right. almost, almost like... Uh, Almost like you're throwing it round towards to go to the back. Yeah. And then you sort of use that, create your space. Grab the belt and kick yeah. the feet from under it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Essentially that and... What's it called? A matrix? Matrix guard, apparently. Well, it's not a guard. You're fucking moving. It's just a sweep. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, a sweep, I yeah. I, I think it, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just names for stuff that... It's, it's very much... It's not a guard because you're not just going to sit in it. Yeah. You can't just sit and remain in control in it. I think, for, for me, it's a, it's like a transitionary position. Yeah. Like I sort of look at um, people, going from the other side, like people talk about being in headquarters. Of, I didn't fucking know what that was for ages. Isn't that on Call of Duty? What? I don't know. What's headquarters? Headquarters. Somebody you, mentioned it. Did you mention it last night? Yeah, well, because we've had Ash and Fionn up, Doing right. camps, they've referred to it as headquarters. What is it? Essentially, you as you're stepping into somebody's guard, you step in with one foot in the middle, 
and one foot round the outside. Uh, okay. And you sort of into a, like a deep squat. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but I, when I first looked at it... So it's a little bit like combat base, but you've got both feet on the floor and both knees up rather than one knee up. I'm not sure what combat base is. <laughs> that's where you've just got one knee in the middle. This yeah. is what one of my old mates, somebody said, do combat base. And he went, what do you mean fucking combat base? This was Ryan. He went, you mean fucking knee up? Put your fucking knee up. That's called knee up. And I was just like, that's fucking mint. Yeah. Combat base. Now it, it's yeah. called knee up. Knee up. Yeah, well, to be fair, headquarters is, I've always just said, just step, so, to, step to the middle. It's called a squat. Yeah. With a leg in between yours. Step to the middle and stuff the leg. I've never used the names for it. Yeah. And it, again, it's only because I've had the camps where Ash has used the name, Fionn's used the names, that it's sort of, it's right. set with some of my guys and they start using it. And then by proxy, I end up fucking doing it. Yeah. But it seems like a reasonable enough name for that. But like I say, if everybody starts using the names for positions. Yeah. Then it's, it's yeah. It's when they get a bit stupid that it bugs me. Like, or somebody what, thinks they've reinvented a fucking this? spoon and you're like, no. It's Kiss of the Dragon. What? I haven't seen a fucking dragon around here, apart from your missus. I just, I've not. I, where, where have you got this from? What is it? Well, you've, you've essentially got an inside hook and you're throwing yourself around to attack the other leg or take the back. It's a fucking inverted... Pass. A, inverted fucking sweep, whatever. Yeah. Like, stop naming, like, kiss the fuck off. That were a film with Jet Li, weren't it? Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with DMX on the soundtrack. Not I, I seem to remember it because it was one of my DVDs when I was going through my Kung Fu fucking martial art DVD. Oh, we've all been through that. Stage. I have, I've got, yeah. I think when we moved out, so just this big fucking, um, you know, like the, 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 the posh carrier bags that you get from Asda. Yeah. The posher ones, like canvasy kind of thing. Bag for life. Yeah. Full on one of them, yeah, sat with one of them and yeah, absolutely stacked full of like dubbed Asian films that were just like yeah. absolutely diabolical but really fucking good at the same time. Yeah, I used to love all that shit. Drunken Master, Jackie Chan, all, all the I didn't all the shit that doesn't really work. No, oh, it looks good in a film though. Oh yeah. It looks good in a film. What happens if he just grabs Aldrin and smashes him to the floor and strangles him? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be better for a shit film, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Strang strangling master. Just yeah. fucking... What happens? He just fucking put his head under his chin and pushed him to the floor. Oh. He's guilty. Could guilty. Could he not, not backflip out of it? No, no. He's on floor. <laughs> he's unconscious. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Jackie Chan did the... My, my little lad was watching Lego Ninjago or something the other day, and Jackie Chan went voice of it. I walked in and went, fucking hell, she's like me being a kid again. Jackie no Chan. Jackie Chan on uh, on TV. I've no idea what Ninjago is. No, neither do I. <laughs> I just know that's what it was called because he kept telling me that he'd made this Ninjago mini figure thing. Right. Lego is the bane of my life. <sighs> I saw a girl the other day on an Instagram video doing a forward flip onto a load of Lego bricks on a hard floor. Why? Just for how painful it were. Like, but why? I think she's just a bit of a babe. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I, I, I don't. She literally fucking screamed like she was giving birth. It was amazing. Like I, I don't quite, I don't quite grasp all like the jackass films and stuff. 
No. Like just... I, I can sit and watch it and go, <laughs> dickhead, you got hurt, that's funny. Thing is, when I was drinking, I'd do stuff like that all the time. I had this thing where if anybody dares me three times, you I'd have to do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it could be like, get your knob out, whatever. I believe you. Wherever I were, like, I'd just have to do it. <laughs> it's, was it's, that just, just for, just for, that was only when you were drinking? Yeah. So it wouldn't yeah. work now? No, it no. It fucking would, I tell you. <laughs> Day three times, it'll just take over. Like, auto reset. I'll get it out. No one's, <laughs> none of the listeners are going to know if I ever I am. Oh, um, yeah, that's the downside of the video, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next time you come up. You coming up for Gawthorps? Yeah. Was there another one before? Lloyd is uh, end of end of March. Right, I might try and get up for that. Yeah, come up for Lloyd. Yeah. It's uh, his his leg entries are just fucking very very difficult to stop. Yeah, but I tell you what's funny is uh, I was watching the competition gone this weekend. Um, people have started using the false reap that Lloyd uses as to stop the knee cut pass. So bring, if somebody's knee cutting you, you bring your outside leg all the way over, yeah. underneath their far leg, and then essentially move them away to take the weight off. Right. Invert your way out or roll out, yeah, or however yeah. you want to do it. Um, so people, like, people have started using it to avoid the knee cut pass, and it's, it works quite well for it. But only no gi? No, because it, it's not a reap. Oh, okay. But this is, um, I watched a couple of videos back from the, the, when we were at the wedding last weekend, the competition that was on then. Um, and there was a few referees that are stepping in to stop it because they think it's reaping the they knee. They think it's a reap, but, it, yeah. but it's not at all. It's not. There's nothing reaping about it because there's no control of the foot. Ah, okay. And essentially, you just step backwards. Yeah. So, so there is no reap. It's perfectly legal, IBJJF, right. to use that as, the, as you sweep. But yeah, referees are sort of stepping in and stopping it. I think it's... I mean, refereeing's a fucking thankless task. You won't catch me doing it. I've sat at competitions where you fucking screaming at referees. So funny. Oh. <laughs> it makes me come across like a prick, but let, let me just say... I'm, I'm it, a little bit embarrassed, but you were right on that one when... Uh, uh, you, Will was fighting. Will was fighting, yeah. yeah. I was just like, he's right, but... Oh, oh God, I'll just not look. <laughs> this is it. And I've, I've said this, and, and my issue with a referee isn't when they're wrong, but, and, and I, I appreciate once the fight is over, they, they're not going to yeah. sort of change the decision. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect them to because that. So you have to speak up while it's happening, I guess. You speak up whilst it's happening, but even so, I mean. <laughs> There we go. We're recording again now. Technical issue. Boop, 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 boop. We'll talk about, yeah, re uh, referees, I think, because there's been, especially on like the un the BJJ Underground on Facebook, there's constantly people complaining about them. Um, well, I think, I think the issue is in the UK is there's not enough high-ranking guys doing referee. referee courses to go and... Because yeah. we're too busy teaching or doing other... It's like, we can't be arsed. So you get a load of blue belts and stuff. Yeah actually being refs, which don't get me wrong, it's it's fine, but, but it, it, you go any, to any other country, it's like 30, 40, 40 year old above blokes who've done it and have trained for years. Yeah. And they're the referees. They've been there, they've seen it, they've done it themselves. Been around for, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I think, especially at the smaller competitions, um, I've ended up, 
arguing with, with referees afterwards. Not because I want them to turn over a decision or anything. I, I couldn't give a shit. It's, yeah. it's done, it's dusted. But if you're not willing to learn where you fucked up, yeah. or even acknowledge where you fucked up, and I'll say, I'll say to him, I don't, I'm not, I don't give a shit about the decision, but you went wrong there. Yeah. Just acknowledge it and try not to make the same mistake again. But I suppose reacting emotionally towards somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I've, I've the, been a dick doing it. I'm yeah, not going to lie. They're not going to listen to you at that point. They just think you're being a fucking dick and the, the barriers are straight up, aren't yeah. they? But how do you, yeah. No, I, I've, I've done it both ways where I've done it where I've been a dick. I've done, I've done it when my guys have won because of a bad decision. Yeah. You know, my guys have won because so-and-so didn't get two points. And I've just I've said afterwards, probably should have given two points against them there. But you always said that afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, if I can... Not if I during. Can, if, fuck it, right? Yeah, right. Hey, look, if you win on a bad referee's decision, well, then yeah, it's yeah. not my fault. I'm not the referee. I've I got very <laughs> disillusioned with competing... When I was at Purple Belt, I was just like, this is fucking shit. So when, when's this? We're talking like 2008, 2009? Yeah. I think 2011 was the last time I entered British Open and that was the last time I competed. Right. And I was just like, what's fucking point? You're paying 45 quid to go and... I, I actually fought Duncan on one of the comps I went to. Not the last one I went on. But I paid like 35 quid and then competed for... Against a guy from my gym yeah. for one fight and drove an hour and a half to do it. And yeah. I'm like, this is fucking shit. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot more. This is not like the tennis club in Baja de Tijuca, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, it's um. There's a lot more sort of higher belts competing now since after COVID. Before COVID, if you entered anything as a black belt, chances are you were one of the only one or two in your bracket. Yeah. Um, this seems now to be more black belts doing the smaller sort of circuit competitions and stuff um, yeah. for the experience. I mean, you've always had your guys like, there's guys like Ellis Younger who've just, they're just fucking competing everything. Yeah. Literally, absolutely everything. I, I, I don't remember being at a competition when Ellis hasn't been there. Well, I, re- I really belt. wanted to do the Mauricio comp that you entered and won. Did you, you won it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Because you, you did. Uh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I wanted to enter that, but I ended up with that Gammy Wisdom Tooth at the time, and I was just like, so fucking run down at the minute. Gammy Wisdom Tooth and too much Vicodin. <laughs> Couldn't even get out of bed. I was in a fucking bubble. In a med competing, a lot of fucking fun, though. Back when my, back, and I just laid there. Back when my stomach <laughs> was bad, I used, to, I used to take morphine and then go teach. Nice. How the fuck, like, now if I were to try and take morphine and go and teach, I wouldn't be able to do it. Will you be all right with them uh, oxycodone? Is it oxycodone? I don't know what they call it. Oxycodone. Yeah, it's Vicodin. Yeah. Is that what it is? Vic- Vicodin's the uh, like the American brand name for it. Right. Okay. We all watch American TV, so that's what yeah. people know it as. But yeah, it's oxycodone, hydrochloride. Yeah. Cause I had to call out the big boys it. when I had the toothache and get just... Yeah. Just texting mates who'd had horrific injuries and just saying, have you got any pain relief? I'm just fucked. I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's one of that because you can't fucking, you can't go to your doctor nowadays. You can't even get in. No, it's ridiculous. I've had to go private just to literally, yeah, yeah, S- to see a doctor. Twenty four seven. I think the NHS is like they've set it out to be this failing system. Whereas if you've got 
any money, you'd rather pay a little bit to not be in pain and yeah. see somebody straight away. Yeah, I think I'm going to... Uh... And the people who are the employing fucking doctor's surgeries, the, like, staff, you come to the counter, what's wrong with you? Like, it's fuck all to do with you. Oh, they call them care navigators now. Yeah, I just want to see a doctor. Yeah. yeah. You fuck off, fill in your forms. What do you want me, to do? Let me go and <laughs> see a professional. What's wrong with you? Hold on, I'll just drop my trousers. Yeah. Really loud, so reception area. Yeah, you. got fucking prostate the size of a grapefruit. It's hanging out my arsehole. Like, can I go and see someone now? <laughs> fucking, it's just weird. No, I think, uh, G- I, know, I know some brilliant GPs, but they're not at my GP surgery. Yeah. My, mine's fucking horrific. Um, you try and speak to him about anything. I went in when I got the bursitis in my knee that got infected. Right. It got really bad, so I couldn't bend my legs. So I went into like the A&E just to get the antibiotics and painkillers for it. Yeah. Then went back to my GP and just said, look, you know, I've they've given me this. Um, they, they've then told me to open my door, so I've done that. I said, but it's, it's making me really fucking sick. Can I just have some anti-sickness alongside it? Oh, well, well, we want to bring you in to have a look. Fucking brilliant. Wonderful. I've not seen you for three years. Like, fine. I'll, I'll, co- I'll come and you can have a look. Yeah. So I went in and went, I've, I've spoken to a GP that trains with me. This, we think it's uh, pre-patellar bursitis, but it's got infected. The bloke at the hospital seemed to think that it was cellulitis that's got infected. Right. I, said, so I, I don't know which one it is. I said, I think it's the bursitis because it's, it's more in my joint, i.e. I can't bend my fucking knee at all. Yeah. Um, I said, but that's, that's essentially what I've got. And he, and he sort of stood there and went, yeah. Well, it could be the bursitis, yeah. But then again... And, and, and it could be the cellulitis, yeah. And it might be infected. I went, There's, there, there are all the options I've given you, son. Like, <laughs> you're going to give me anything? Don't. Yeah. I've, one of the last times I went to a doctor's was probably... I've been to A&E and stuff like that with training injuries and bits and bobs. And But the last time I went to see a GP and sat down, they were Googling my symptoms as I was telling them. And yeah. I, I went to look at the screen and they just moved it around a little bit. And I just went, are you Googling my symptoms? Yeah. She went, no. And I went, you are. You are. Just admit it. It wouldn't be an issue then. Yeah. It's like... But you tell me not to Google my symptoms and come here. I think that the difference is, is you're probably a bit like me where you'd Google it, you'd look at it, and you'd take the most sensible option. Yeah. Whereas you'd get people like... Take the worst option. Like my lovely wife will Google it. I don't. It. I spent six months thinking I'd got HIV when I was actually <laughs> so I can't say anything. Oh, maybe you're as bad as her then. <laughs> No, I went full on. Yeah, I was she, like, she, I'm she, so ill. I'm so ill. Google, Why am I so ill? Google's that she's stunk to tone, convinces herself that she's got sepsis. That sort of thing. Right, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, Sorry, the, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping she doesn't listen to this one. The, the, um, <laughs> the celiac one was really bad for me. I spent 18 months just fucked. And it's only when I went out to see Ben in Tenerife who actually eats really clean. Doesn't eat gluten anywhere. No, we basically, we just ate steak and fruit for a week and all my symptoms went and I was like, fucking hell, what the f... So, so you... I, w- I went up um, Tady on my own, you know, up the mountain. So funny, Ben was taking... Another, another sideline story to it. So I'd got on the plane and I wore my hiking boots. I'm like, I'm going to walk up Tady. I'm going to... So I took these big boots, wore them on the plane, got out there. Ben were like, why the fuck have you got hiking boots on? I'm like, I'm going to go up mountain. He's like... Fucking weirdo. Why would you want to go up there? There's a beach there. Why are you going up there? <laughs> I like going up hills. It's all right. 
And then the day I actually went up on my own, I forgot my fucking boots and like the it took the proper piss out of me. It was hilarious. You just sit, sit there sending your pictures. So of I ended boots. up I ended up going up in like Birkenstocks, just like <laughs> with all my toes out. Yeah, but um, so when I went up Tayday because I'd eaten clean all week and this that and the other, when we were on the way back down. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to call up McDonald's, get a little double cheeseburger. Yeah. That kind of like foreign McDonald's buzz that you get because yeah. it's not the same as here. And I ate this double cheeseburger and within like 10 minutes, all my symptoms would come back. Yeah. I was bloated. I was fine. I'd got a migraine. I was like, fucking hell, I just feel like shit. Yeah. Like everything was just swelling up in my body. It's like, it's got to be that fucking bread bun. Yeah. The, the bread bun that never rots, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then a bit of trial and error after that, I just omitted wheat from my diet and I've been fine ever since. So have you have you had like the tests to make sure that you it is definitely celiac? No, although I went to see somebody and they were saying that I'd have to have gluten for four days so they could check for an enzyme in my stomach. And I'm like, well, no. I no, they, they can do... Um they do. They can do a test similar to a. They call it a breath test. They do it with lactose, right? Um, where you'll essentially starve yourself for a, a length of time. I'm, I'm sure I did the same thing for lactose and gluten. Went back when my gut were bad, um, and you just you literally they give you like a a drink, right? You drink it. It's just the fucking watered down version of it, um, and then you breathe into this monitor over the next two, three hours and right. it tells you if your body's reacting to it. Oh, okay. Um, I remember doing it with lactose. I can't remember whether it was the same with celiac, but you can get... Um, but it basically boiled down to if you are, you've just got to cut gluten out of your diet, which I've done anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, it's it. If there's, there's no medication for it. There's no... No. Yeah. No, so. it's just a case of cut, cutting it out. It's... Uh, like you say, my, my gut's very very different to that is i can pretty much eat anything yeah but every now and again some something will just upset it or i'll get run down and my i spent about nine months just eating like white rice plain chicken and kimchi trying to like repopulate my gut bacteria and stuff yeah and i remember the, the like the first day i did like a good solid shit it was like Fucking amazing! It was like the best feeling ever. Yeah, like I remember James who used used to train with us. I remember coming out of the bathroom and just being like, "I've just done a fucking solid shit, amazing!" <laughs> like, oh, come and look at it. Like, I'm not looking at your shit. I was like so proud of this. But you managed to, yeah, was, yeah, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the health issue. It doesn't matter how something can always come along and fuck you up, especially with the shit that's in most foods. I tend to look at, you look at the amount of people, especially sort of post-COVID, that are on uh, antidepressants and SSRIs. Yeah. Well, SSRIs, are, it's serotonin itself is made in your gut. Right, yeah. So if your gut goes off, your serotonin production goes off, and it then affects your brain. Yeah. Um, so one of, the, one of the better things to do, in my opinion, instead of, instead of taking the SSRIs like... Um, Venlafaxine and I think citalopram's one as well that they like to throw out quite comfortably. Yeah. Instead of taking that, you take 
like bacterial gut support stuff. Things like oh, yeah, yeah. just really simple things like yakult, yakult and stuff like that. Yakult, yeah. and I use uh, I use bone broth, but I can't make it all the time because my kitchen. Well, I make my own kimchi, and like so, it's the lactobacillus that yeah, lacto fermented stuff. So I'll do vegetable, different vegetables, yeah. but then the kimchi's, and I make my own kombucha and stuff like that now. Yeah, see, to be fair, none of that is anything I've ever tried. Right. Because I found I'd make bone broth, and that would do it. I've got. I'll let you have some kombucha in a minute. Um, yeah, I know. If my like, if I'm on antibiotics or anything, I chuck bone broth in and a, a week's worth of yakults, and my gut will be fine. But we've lived for hundreds of thousands of years, either preserving food through lacto fermenting it, or by eating fresh meat and vegetables. Yeah, and any vegetables that you need to boil or process in a way to make them edible aren't usually that good for you. No. So Apparently. fruits and meats, nuts, yeah. stuff that wants to be eaten. I, I tend to avoid nuts. Um, they don't really do me much good. Yeah. I have to avoid them. Um, I quite like a few. Not too, like I say, just maybe a handful occasionally. Don't get me wrong. I'll, if they're with something and it's in some, and I want to enjoy that, yeah. I will eat it. But I won't go out of my way to eat nuts because I think it's healthy. Yeah. All, no. all the sort of polyunsaturated shit in it. I'm not, I'm not fucking dealing Yeah, with the it. more I look into that whole poofer thing and oh, now... it's fucking ridiculous. Ben goes on about it. It's just like, fucking hell. It, the yeah. In, inflammation and, yeah. Just yeah, I, t- I, I, t- I cut out pretty much every oil with the exception of coconut oil and just butter. Same. I use Same. coconut oil for pretty much everything. Butter as and when. I've got a big tub of beef fat as well. Yeah. Just I, dripping. Yeah, but, I use dripping. So if I'm doing my spuds or whatever, I'll, yeah. But coconut oil in literally everything. Yeah, I do. And I've found, like, oh, you can taste it in food, but, like, fry up, like, some mince for a lasagna in a little bit of coconut oil. It just gives it, like, a really rich yeah, flavour anyway. Do you want another secret trick to make lasagna fucking amazing? Go on. Really, really simple. Teaspoon of Marmite. Can't have it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you could have Bovril, though, couldn't you? I could have Bovril, yeah. Yeah, teaspoon of Bovril. That's even better. But what I do with my... Here we go. It's like fucking cook, cooking podcast with Rich and Sam. Um, <laughs> is yeah, I make... Uh, I don't know. The French word for it's a mirepoix. Is it sofrito? So I'll do the uh, onions, celery and carrots, chop it up mega fine, yeah. and then... Equal amounts of that to mince, so that'll be your, your like your ragu for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just get loads, and you're getting loads of veg and loads of fiber, and yeah. Yeah, I tend to just grate shit up and chuck it in. Yeah. Half a half a time, I don't even know what I put in it myself. I just great great stuff up, chuck it in. Yeah. Kids don't bother with it. So tend to make your own sauce, but yeah, I always put a bit of bovril or marmite in there as well. I tend to chuck a stock cube in or something a lot of the time, but yeah, I quite like bovril. I might have to get some actually now you've mentioned it. I've got I've fucking got loads. <laughs> it's nice on a bit of toast, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, get on. I used to love Marmite, but yeah, can't, can't have, have that. Let's check that's not my car alarm. Oh, it might be. Rough area. No, I don't think it is. You see it? Oh it is, yeah. That is your car. Is it oh. indicator going? Why the fuck's it going? Who's been at my car? Somebody in it. I don't know, that could be fun though, couldn't it? Oh. Got no one to nick anyway. It's well now that's now this all up here. <laughs> the only thing that's worthwhile to nick is the, this bloody podcasting it stuff. Is what we're speaking it into. Is what we're using now. Ah well, if they rob it, they rob it. That's what you pay insurance for. 
I'm sure Brian Aitken used to sell these back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good that last night. Hey, uh, to be fair, I didn't actually realise. I've heard quite a few stories about him until you said his surname after we got back. Yeah. So I've heard... Big Bri. Yeah, I've heard loads of stories about oh, him. Oh, he's literally a Sheffield legend. I think everybody who's done MMA or like the old, old school guard in Sheffield knows of Brian because he was one of the first guys to be teaching jiu-jitsu and he'd, I was doing Thai at one point. It was Like I said, it was like 99. I was yeah. doing Thai boxing and he turned up to teach some jiu-jitsu and he just brought a big bag of geese with him and everybody put geese on him. We were doing all these various drills and various bits and bobs, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking legend. But for him just to get his blue belt last night was like, what the fuck? After he's been around for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, fucking super nice bit of serendipity to be there and see him actually get it. Yeah. Because it's only because you asked me to go down and Dunk rung me the other day to see if I wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go down. Um, Yeah, and then to see him on the mats and what he's been through in the past 10 years and everything else, just like fucking legend. And he was absolutely made up as well. Oh, he's such a fucking nice bloke. You couldn't meet a nicer bloke. Who could fucking pull your arms fucking clean off? And then sell you a dildo. And then sell you a dildo. <laughs> but I love the fact that nobody else knew about his fucking dildo selling exploits. But like he said last night, he was drop shipping before. So he was drop shipping in like 2003 or something. Yeah. And he had a website and they'd just, he'd just get the orders and put a bit of money on it and... Like, you're doing what? You're selling dildos. What the fuck? But yeah. Why not? People always want dildos. I'd I'd have one now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just now. I couldn't eat a full one, though. Just half. Um, Just half. But yeah, such a fucking ledge of a bloke. Um, Yeah. But it's weird. Again, I'm sure there's certain people in Sheffield who have got beef or not, but yeah, he's fucking, he's part of the woodwork, do you know what I mean? He's part of the... Uh, I hate that point. I don't give a shit who's got beef with anybody. Oh, if, no. I'm uh, fucking past all that. I can't I be honest. I can't be doing with politics or anything. Oh, there's there's far too much politics in BJJ. I just, I don't even acknowledge it's it. It's fucking weird at times. Yeah. He said, she said, they said. Like, like gossip for grown men is just the worst. Yeah, I can't. But here we are gossiping into a microphone. But I suppose we're not gossiping about people. Not without putting cords on it. <laughs> you have to put cord on it when you're in a microphone. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, big bry. Yeah. Literally, I would fucking... It lifted my heart a few levels seeing him last night. And him getting the belt. And me just having one... I'd got one in my bag that was for somebody else. It was an A3 and I tied it round him and it was fucking tiny. I was just like, oh my God. He needs like an A6 or something. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll wait until you've promoted this bloke before I post this then. <laughs> just just so that there's no surprise. Oh, there's I'm no leaning well. towards it. Yeah, now I need to get another one now, so he'll not be getting promoted for a while anyway until I buy another belt to put in my bag. <laughs> yeah, I think, to be fair, I think my belt stock's dropped at the gym. I need, in fact, I might order one as soon as we get off here. Yeah, it just, it's, the, yeah, the guy who I'm actually talking about promoting as well, he'll probably, 
probably I'm not going to mention his name, but probably I'm talking about him. But he's the guy who actually got me into jujitsu originally. Right. Back in the day, he's the one who took me along to the classes with Brian and with then Andy just restarted Roberts again. Three nights. Yeah, he he had a fifteen year hiatus and yeah. then uh, decided to get back to it. I bumped into him randomly in the middle of nowhere, and. I'd actually got my training bag in the car and I was like, oh, do you want to lift? Oh, look what I've got. And I just showed him my black belt. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, yeah, just, I've just stuck with it and I've just been training. And some twat fucking strapped this on me and made my life a misery. <laughs> um, yeah, so weird how people don't actually want the black belts when it comes around. No, I think it's... It's a massive responsibility. But it's as big a responsibility as you make it, isn't it? Yeah, I think you could put a lot of pressure on yourself to do it. I think Yeah. I, I for years sort of after getting my black belt, for the first sort of year, eighteen months, I was constantly questioning whether or not I actually earned it or deserved it. I'm like it's just a constant voice in the back of your head every time. And yeah. I eventually got to the point where I just I just went I don't actually know why I'm doubting myself. I do know my fucking stuff. Yeah. I'm good at I'm good at teaching it. I'm never going to be a world champion. I don't give a fuck about that. But I'm good at teaching it. Will's the prime example. Yeah. Of how good he is. Yeah. You know, he's only ever trained with me and Ben at seminars and stuff, but... He's know, a he's, fucking beast. Oh, he's, yeah, he's... I think he's fighting next weekend. I fucking hate having to roll with him when I see him and he grabs hold of me. Go on, Rick. I'm like, fuck... I'm fucking 43, and you're like, how old is he now? Like He's 19. 19. Yeah, 19 now. And just like a fucking gummy bear, just all over. You're like, fucking slow the fuck down. <laughs> still, still, got the, still got the mental sort of age of a four-year-old coming at you, just wants to play. Yeah, just wants to play and fucking pull bits off you. Yeah, but like, like, when I get home after this, I'll go home and Rupert will be like hanging off my leg yeah. just to try and fight me because he's not seen me for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah Will's such a nice kid, yeah. Had some good roles with him, and he seems to think that I'm some scalp to to get. It's like I'm not a fucking scalp. I'm shit, and I'm old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he just he enjoys the fact he enjoys the fact that you get to just laugh about when you're doing it. Yeah, he loves that. He, lo- he loves yeah. just. Like, often enough, if we've got him training for a competition in the in the gym before, and I'm like, well shut up fucking gassing and joking and actually concentrate on what you're doing. It should be fun though. I've always thought this like... Oh yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, if you're taking it serious, just get the long rounds in. Like if you're coming up to a comp, just get them 10 minutes in and just fucking keep going. To be honest, we we tend to do plenty of 10 minutes. I just fucking forget to set the timer. 10 minutes is fuck all. I've, I've been around to like Ben's shed before and I've rolled with Ben and we've done like an hour. Yeah. We his dad just sat watching us drinking a chocolate milk. And he's just like, how long have we been rolling for? He's like, just under an hour now. I think 55 minutes. We're like, just done a 55 minute fucking round. What the fuck? I tend to and neither us have subbed each other and it's just been just horrendous. Yeah. Or like, maybe like 10 minutes of me trying to set up a fucking choke and him knowing what I'm going to do and him just staying to one side so I can't get the choke. Yeah. I tend to find that those really long rolls are very, very beneficial. Yeah. I, I really enjoy just sort of... Well, I think that's when you get your best jujitsu when you're tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've started doing with my guys at the minute, so I'm, I'm trying to flip things on the head a little bit. So instead of doing a warm-up 
a technique and then some rolling. Mm. I get everybody there. We do a bit of a warm up, then we lightly spar, then we heavy spar, and then when everybody's completely fucked, then I'll teach them a technique. Right? Is it working? It's working really well. Are they, are they retaining the technique? Yeah, because it's usually something that when I've rolled with them, they fucked up on while we're rolling, and I go. Let's look at that at end of class. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the smaller classes. So it gives them a bit of context to what we're doing. Instead of it just being something plucked out in the middle of nowhere, it's like, oh, no, you're failing to do that pass or you're failing to get through there. Yeah. Let's look at that. Yeah. Or let's look at that arm attack from that position because you're going for the wrong thing when you should be going for that. Yeah, so I've flipped you. it on its head that way. And the other thing that I've started doing is sometimes not teaching any technique and we just fucking spar, 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 spar for like maybe three or four classes. And then they're actually wanting to learn something. Yeah, I'm with you, yeah. So they're almost like gagging to fucking learn something. So when it does go in, it's a novelty that they've actually been taught something. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it sticks. Instead of it just being more technique, more technique, and then them just being like, oh, I've just learned too much stuff. Yeah. I just learn one little bit. I try to just layer it. So for four weeks... Well, I thought about the thing that people tell you with seminars where they go, just try and remember one thing. Just take one thing away with you. Yeah. So instead of just taking one thing away, just teach one fucking thing. Yeah. And teach it well and go into a lot of detail on that one thing. It'll take you longer to get your game, but you'll be good at one thing straight away. Yeah. I, so I spoke to Sam Bolt after last night. I, th I think he's now going to plan the, the, his next month of lessons around that guard retention stuff. Yeah. And that'll be, that'll be Bob on because they'll remember it. They're forced to remember it. Then. Yeah. And like, it's simple enough to do. No, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing new. It's one of them where a lot of the higher belts are looking at it going, oh, fucking hell, that's actually really fucking obvious. <laughs> that is literally really, really obvious. Why haven't I done that before? Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that it's... Well, when, I, when we were looking at it last night and I was yuking for you, I kind of thought that some of my grips would be enough to keep you in or to... But yeah. the gi just moves or... You move. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, if I can't shift you, I'll move me. You, you're moving you and you'd gi... Like, I didn't break... The grip didn't break. It was in exactly the same place, but the fucking cloth moved yeah. loads and, and you and were fucking miles like away. And my, yeah, my arms fucking sat out in front of me. I was just a bit like, mm, that's not... It's not an ideal position. No. And like I said, you know, because... Because it's everybody's first time learning it, my instant go-to is, right, get back to close guard. That's your reset point. Yeah. But the fact is now, like I said, if I've done this, if I carry out, you know, I've got another six months worth of five sessions and five seminars a month. If I get to the end of it, I'm like, right, now I've got, because I've got my attacks that I go to off it. I don't necessarily yeah. then come out and instantly retain my guard anymore because I'm just play. The only thing I think you could put on the beginning of it with the knees on the is a bit of closed guard retention as well yeah which is ideally the legs to the outside yeah if at any point you fuck up yeah you just close your guard yeah you just, or if you feel like you're getting out of your depth or you're getting tired yeah just throw your hips up and close your guard yeah and we didn't drill which is, any I, of that but that's I did, loads I did of people mention don't it. do it but I fucking love because I'm a choker yeah. I love closed guard yeah it's literally my fucking go-to and then climb up and climb up and climb up until my knees are right up under their armpits yeah. and I'm just all my weights around like the the shoulder area. Yeah. 
that's and the then thing set with up it. a choke. Yeah, that's the thing with it is, if I'm looking specifically at guard retention, if if you if I bring close guard into it too much, then when it comes to the sparring at the end, they throw the guard shut and go, ha ha, you're never going to pass my guard now. So well, yeah, no, no, you're not. That's absolutely fine, but you're not going to get to practice any of the things. So if yeah. you're going to throw close guard. But it's like you said, open your like your guard over the next few weeks, just get in guard, open your guard, and try and retain. Yeah, let them start the close to pass. Guard. Yeah, and then when you're at that point where you go, yeah, I probably let them go too far. Yeah, then try and get it back. Yeah, and just keep working it. No, it's re- it's real good stuff. I fucking loved that last night. To be honest, it's one of those. I kind of in my head I was like, oh, I fucking know guard retention. I'll be all right. And then I got there and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, fucking hell. Why don't I do that? Well, and then it. thinking, like, why don't I do that? And then Sam pointed out, Sam Bolt, he was yeah. just like, yeah, but you do it when you do Oma Platters. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I fucking do. Yeah, you'll do. You, that's the thing I said to everybody. But it's when you can't look at yourself doing the motions. You'll Nothing during any of that is new. Yeah. None of it's new. No. Like, it's all like black belts especially will sit there and look at it and go oh I do that there and I do that when I'm doing that yeah. and I do that when I'm doing that the only reason it works is because of the way it's stacked yeah because putting of the way into it's a system into yeah. a specific set of rules that you can fall back on and it's and that keep simple doing and, that you yeah. can fall back on it yeah. and and apply it when within a second well, I turned around to Dunk last night and I was like, yep, fucking cheers for ruining jujitsu for me. <laughs> if these guys learn this shit, I'm fucked. I'm never passing anyone's guard again. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's easy and it works. And I'm not saying like, you know, once you've learned it, you'll never ever get your guard passed again because there'll always be somebody better than you. The bit that I found quite amusing at the end was when we were sparring it is I ended up using Mauricio's guard passes yeah. To get past everyone's guard. Because yeah. it's the only one that seemed to work. Yeah. The smash passes weren't working. The thing so it was literally get his fucking knee to his nose, put my hand in his collar, bar choke him, yeah. and pass that way. Yeah. And that's the one that worked for it. Like I have got uh, I'll, I'll have to show you next time you're up, but I have got a way to use the same system to defend against that as well. Right. Uh, we we didn't cover that one specifically, but but that's it. Is well, that's what something Duncan said to me and Ollie went, I'm not fucking telling him my pass so he can show everyone how to fucking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, because you're going, any, any pass, anybody shout a pass out, shout a pass out. And Duncan just goes, I'm not fucking showing him my only pass. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, from the from the flip side of that, because I get a bit the same, I'm like, well, I pass like this and I don't, I don't want you all stopping it. But if I show you how to stop my pass, yeah, I have to then get better at that pass. Yeah. And then when you come to fight somebody else outside your gym... But it was literally the only pass you didn't show was the old school fucking Mauricio yeah. pass. And I was like, fuck it. This is Use working. Yeah. To be fair, it's it's very, very similar to the defense of the double unders. Yeah. Frame Force, up. frame yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, just get your hand under the chin. Yeah. But I feel that when you've got the double unders, you set center. So that's like pushing again. And you've, oh, but when w- you're off to the side... You oh, can, it's worse. Is it? Yeah, I I personally found it. I did, uh, there's a picture of Grant Cruikshank's face from when I was up at Origin in Scotland. I think his son took a picture of his face being absolutely fucking crushed. (laughs) Sorry, somebody at the door. That's all right, we'll pause. I can't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, dealing with like the Mauricio style stack pass. Yeah. 
it's there's still like I said same with the double unders is it's a game of when you're starting playing the really heavy old school pressure passes it becomes a game of millimetres and not inches yeah um, so everything you do you build your frames and, and bring your shields in t- to create that space um, it's, it then becomes such a a tight game that everything slows down yeah but they slow down on top they're not trying to pass as, as comfortably because you usually your fist's in the neck or something. So they're no longer comfortable on top, so it gives you your chance to work your knees back in. Um, I've found as the game gets more advanced, it does slow down a lot. Like with the the, the Nogi and the new guys coming through, it's all really quick and fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's like, the fuck is going off? Right but then as soon as it slows right down, like you say, it becomes about millimetres. Yeah. It becomes about where you're putting your weight distribution, where you're putting your pressure weight, and it becomes really technical. Yeah. I had to t- we, we discussed it the other week. Um, we were on about the difference between gi and no gi and how people look at things. And uh, I think we sort of summed it up quite well. In As a rule, no gi and sort of submission grappling guys are constantly chasing submissions, but will chase them over taking control of somebody. Yeah. And the gi players go too far the other way where they don't necessarily forget about submissions, but the control is their end goal. It's to really sort of wrap somebody up to a point where they're absolutely fucked and then attack a submission. And I I much prefer crushing the fuck out of somebody than choking them to flailing around and fucking just being right out of breath. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm exactly the same. I, I prefer the gi, but I also think, and I think if you look at the top, top level of no gi, like John Danaher's, guys that he's got there specifically Gordon however you want to sort of think about him watch him fight in Nogi and it's very slow and methodical the same as the top gi players yeah so I think I'm not I'm not saying he'd be able to put a gi on and be very good but what I am saying is I think he learns and and is taught and, and takes things on and concentrates a little bit more on the control aspect of things like like you would teach in a gi so he's yeah. taken the sort of the the, the method of learning jujitsu in the gi, applying it to no gi, and it's dominating no gi. Yeah, because it's the bit that's missing. It's the control. Yeah, and and if you go and watch him watch him fight and watch uh, Gary Tonnen fight, and I think that's the biggest thing is people, especially when you're training at your own gym with your own training partners, if you're valuing the submission above all else. Yeah. You you're missing the control aspect that's going to make the submission easier. You end up rushing yeah. or trying to get it too quickly. Um, and I think it's I think if you put more effort into controlling people, the submissions come easier. Yeah. Even in nogi. I think those guys though they are fucking next level. I can remember going to Polaris and seeing Nicky Ryan was co- like on the side coaching somebody else who was. I forgot who was actually fighting. It would be but Ethan Crellinston. I think it was, yeah. But how point. they were talking about what to go for next, it was literally like he'd got a gaming controller in his hand and he's just saying the moves yeah. of what he's going to do and the guy was doing them. It was like... And he was like three moves in front of where he wanted to be. Yeah. I was like, fucking what the fuck? I think that that's that simply comes down to a good relationship between your coach and your... Fighter, yeah, and and the ability to 
to hear your coach whilst you're fighting as well. Some yeah. people can't do it. Yeah. Some people can't do it. Some people can. Um, and as I say, I've got Mark that trains with me. I could stand there, shout at the top of my voice, and I've got a voice that carries. Like, I could be at one end of a football pitch and be screaming people, and you'd be aiming at the other end. That's just the way my voice is. Um, but he, he just... He, well, what I've, he can't do it. What I've found as well with having a smaller group of guys at the minute is shark tanking them and trying to talk through the guy who's been shark tanked yeah. and talk to him and try and get him to do what you're saying. And when he's not doing what you're saying, fucking shout at him. So it, yeah, so it kind of... It's, it's so abusive sometimes. But it's trying to get that kind of listening response, yeah. and response built because it's a useful bit of your game. Because somebody who's sat on the sideline can see something yeah. that you can't. Will, Will's really good at it. Yeah. You know, I can sort of sit at the side and yeah, instantly I've just that shout with, one, yeah. two little things and he can do it. The match we were on about the other day, I thought, what was that? It was 24 7 or something. When we all caught COVID. No, you all caught it. I didn't get it. You that didn't time. get it. No, yeah. I got it over Christmas instead. Yeah. Um, we weren't fucking ill, though. Fucking hell. Yeah, but you were talking and Will was literally just doing what you said. Yeah. He was like, yeah, fucking good relationship, great. Yeah, he just... And like you said, when, there was, when he got the pass that then he wasn't given points for because it was a reversal. We'll not go into that again. Yeah. But he got to that point, didn't get his points, but's now sat inside control. I'm like, you've got to, you've got to do something. Yeah. You, you've got to do something. It's just... Firing over a mountain, a little bit more detailed than that. Yeah. Instantly done it. Does that, catches the point, so it wins the fight. I think he sat off on an arm lock towards the end, but he rushed that. He rushed that a little bit. Um, but I think it was like 10 seconds towards the end. He was well up on points. Yeah. I think he was four nice. points up. Super glad I met all you guys up in Lakes. Right, nice coming up training. It's like a fucking second home now. It's just it's yeah, it's really it's, it's really good up there. I think I I keep really trying to recommend it. it to people. I keep mentioning to my guy. I know a few of my guys have been up with me. They've fucking loved it. I think everybody who goes gets quite a lot out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To go, it's a month's worth of training in a weekend. Yeah, essentially. Which you can't. You can't replicate it without doing no. it. It's like, it's essentially you become, for that weekend, you become a full-time athlete. Yeah. And, but you're working on something so specific that, and again, because it's away from your gym and it's away from your training partners, like, yeah. you know, it might be away from your family, so you've got a bit of downtime. Yeah. So just you to learn see, well like, in it. Ben's teaching methods or whoever's on, like, mm. Ben, I know he's a massive cunt, but he's fucking great at teaching. You can, I, I've I've said um, last time I recorded this with Owen. I said to I said on there, so you know, you might not like somebody, but to dismiss not liking them on a personal level, and then not learning from them, it's like biting your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, don't mean fuck up. Like, I, like, I like him on. I like cunts. I like him. Yeah, I, I, say, <laughs> I, I really, I really got on with Ben. But, so yeah. I, I can't say it, but for somebody to not learn from him because they don't like him personally you look fine if that's if that's the way you are and that's what you want to do do that but this proves how fucking shallow you are well yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them if i might not like people but if they've got something that's that I, that i value yeah i'll put up with them well i have a i have a kind of thing where even if somebody's on like the first couple of lessons i seem to think that you can learn something off anyone yeah There'll be something they're doing that's interesting. 
that yeah, their body's so. programmed just to do, which is a natural instinct, which you can just think, oh, that's interesting. I like watching... As, but some people are complete spastics and they've got no control over yeah. what they're doing. And I like watching to use that the word smaller. Anymore. I use it, mate. I am a spastic. I get away with it. <laughs> uh, I got done by my guys at the gym because I kept calling them spastics. And then I had to find the definition of it. It, it is a derogatory term, but it's like somebody who's it not... It never used to be. Not in control of the bodily functions. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, look at you. you. You're not in control of what you're doing. Yeah. Touch yeah. your nose. What? Just Touch your nose. Like, oh, oh. My favourite's flid. Oh no. Just call somebody a flid. It's it's never it's never used enough that word. It what are you doing, be. you flid? Why? It shouldn't be. It's it's descriptive. That's the best uh, bit about well, it. Well, yeah. Maybe not to anyone younger than us, because people yeah. don't know what flid is younger than us. Yeah. But yeah, for uh, Yeah, government were right on that one, weren't they? Yeah. They're but never wrong on uh, never pumping wrong on people full of drugs. Yeah, fucking hell. I was yeah again talking to Mark the other week about this, and uh, he his his mum was offered it when she was pregnant with him for morning sickness, and luckily turned it down. <laughs> Madness. No, yeah, it's uh, it's a funny. It wasn't one. around for that long though, was it? No, but there was it. Fucking created enough damage, didn't it? Yeah, but the it was the court cases for it that went on for years. 30 right. years, most of them. Most of them weren't paid out for over 30 years because they kept fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. They all got payouts in the end. Right. But yeah, it was... Uh, I think, yeah, fucking God knows how they paid the legal fees on it. Can you imagine dealing with that for 30 years when lawyers charge you, what, 450 quid an hour or something? So to go back to that word, fled, there was a guy... The guy who actually headbutted me and knocked my front tooth out on a night out once... He, um, oh, so I've got this cap. Yeah. His name's Field, his surname, but everyone calls him Flid. <laughs> I always just found it really funny because he's a bit of a, bit of a, not very like, yeah. but yeah, that he gets called Flid all the time. Flid. Nothing to do with, just that it's short for Field. <laughs> Flid. It's just, it's just a word. Just a noise coming out of someone's mouth. Stop being offended. Yeah, it's just a word. It don't what mean anything. Was it anything. people who are a, People who are easily offended should be offended more often. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Aim to build up some tolerance to it. Yeah. Come yeah. and do a couple of sessions at my gym. Oh, they'd never fucking last. <laughs> so I was saying about, um, when I told them we were going to be doing this, they were like, you can't mention that. You can't talk about that. You can't talk, I'm like. <laughs> even, even, I told my own man that we're coming over. Like, oh yeah, me and Golland are going to record when we're up there. He's like, tell him to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> What only do you think we're going to say? Only thing I was concerned about is in like five years' time getting cancelled. Like, because that cancel culture is bound to come here next, isn't it? Oh, Every, yeah. Everything that America does comes here. I don't understand. What are you cancelling it for? All right, take it off the internet. Somebody else will put it back up. If you try and cancel it, it's just going to make it more popular. Yeah. You're just giving it more of a voice. Yeah, just embrace words. Yeah, there's no... I've got... I couldn't give a shit. What? Yeah. Right. I think I think my I, I put a picture up of uh, after we did the photo shoot with the MVR stuff. Oh right, yeah. Uh, I put a picture on. Uh, I need to speak to Matt actually. Matt, if you're listening, get in touch. I'm sure he will <laughs> if he listens. But um, yeah, so I put a picture up, and it's I've, I've just stood in a hoodie, but like the hoodie drops, and it's, it's obvious I ain't got my right arm. And then my right. sister sends me a message going, uh, 
goes, oh, I can't believe you take a picture like that with one arm. So I just said, my reply to her was, yeah, well, at least I'm not a lesbian. That's it. <laughs> it's like, me, me, me and her just fucking just rip each other all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well, every, every message exchange is just ripping each other. Like when I was ripping you a little bit the other day when we were at the wedding and like my missus was just like, <gasps> like shocked. I'm like, it's my fucking mate. Like, <laughs> let's address the fucking elephant in the room. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't oh, fucking be, matter. It'd be I'm more sure weird. he's had loads of shit said to him by people he fucking hates and it's just washed off his back. Yeah, it'd be more weird if it was just like, if we went like five years down the line of knowing each other and it's never ever mentioned. Yeah. That would be more strange. Yeah. But I think that's what people want nowadays. Oh, God. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, we're going to have to wrap up so I can get off so that my wife doesn't kill me when I get home. <laughs> but thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, thanks for letting me keep in your spare room. Yeah, no, it's great. I've really enjoyed it. No, thanks for uh, recording my dulcet tones for your uh, podcast. That's all right. It's entertaining enough. <laughs> right, we'll finish there. Cheers, guys. Bye.